0: Three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of Unlearned and Reborn, a podcast where old habits are unlearned and new ones are reborn. Like once I got married, that became my priority. This family that God has gifted me, this has become my priority. And so often I used to give people that slot that I wasn't even on these people's radar stratosphere when it came to being a priority for them. Hey, hey mamas, hey YouTube, hey Spotify, hey Apple Podcasts. How are y'all feeling today? I'm so excited and happy to be back with y'all. Yes, this is our updated schedule where you'll see me once a week, maybe a little more, hint hint, but it'll be live. I'm so excited. I can't wait to launch that next project. But how have y'all been doing? How's everything going? What's going on? What's going on? Well, this episode is going to be for my mamas. I'm going to be talking to you about how motherhood has changed me, how it's changed my perspective on life. It's just, it's done a lot. Y'all ready? Come on. So have y'all ever found yourself wishing that you could have your old life back before your child? Like I saw, I think maybe on TikTok or YouTube, one of the streaming platforms and a woman was saying that she just felt extremely overwhelmed with her life as a mom and how she just really missed being a, like not being her, you know, herself, not having any responsibilities, not having any, um, children. And listen, before having kids, I used to be like, dang, like that's kind of harsh, But now after having kids, it's like, sis, I get you. I feel you. I see where you're coming from now. (laughs) Because it's like, anytime you say anything that doesn't mean that you just want to snuggle and love and kiss and cherish your child, you're labeled as a bad mom. Baby, I'm here on the pot to tell you, I feel you. You are not a bad mom. You're not. Because these kids be trying it. Like literally just before I press record, I had to discipline both of them, because they're supposed to be laying down and they want to be bouncing off the wall. Like, no, sir. Uh uh. We're not doing that. So, you know, have you ever felt like that? You know, before, what were you even doing before a mom? If you're watching on YouTube, I want you to pause, drop it in the comments. And even if you're listening, please come over to YouTube and join the conversation. What were you doing before you became a mom? Were you doing a lot more shopping? Did you get your hair done more? Like, I want to know what were y'all like? before our little gremlins took over. Because baby, I'm different now. I'm the same in in some senses, but a lot of me has really changed. And I wanted to talk to you about it. So I wanted to talk to you about three things, one, two, three things that have changed since I became a mom. The first thing, my time. And I just want to really sit with y'all and talk to y'all about how much time is not the same now that I have two gremlins, okay? Listen, my time before motherhood, I just felt like, you know, I would say, they'd be like, oh, you know, can you help me move? You know, back when I was in the military, can you help me move my dorms? Sure, girl, I got you. I can help you move. Oh, um, did you want to come to a paint and sip? Yes, girl. Yes, I'll come girl, hey, I was going to get my nails done. Even though you don't get your nails done, did you want to come swing by? Girl, absolutely. How'd you know I didn't have anything to do today? I'm coming. It's easy. <laughs> Simple. You know, I felt like before I had children, y'all, I just felt like I had, it wasn't even 24 hours in a day, baby. It was like, baby, I had 48. I had 72. I was doing everything. Talking about was in school, Getting homework done, doing my CDCs for people that are in the military, you know what I'm talking about. If you know, you know, I was still clubbing. I was still shopping, but I had time. What? Baby, I was living, I was living a life. (laughs) I just could do anything. I didn't have to say, oh, I got to make sure, you know, they're fed. I got to make sure they're changed. I got to do all this stuff before I even decide if I can even afford to make this target run. No, baby, I was making the target run and the Walmart run, and the Goodwill run, and then spin a the block, hit the commissary on the way home. Like, baby, I was, what? I feel like that is one of the biggest things that has changed. My time is something I am not willing to throw down the drain anymore. Like, bruh, people that know me post-mom, after-mom, after being a wife, listen, my time is means everything to me. And if I'm hanging out with you, I want you to know, baby, I didn't blocked off that time to the T. So when you don't show up, just know that's why I have a bone to pick with you because I don't get a lot of time as it is outside of recording, outside of, you know, really trying to get this content creator thing down packed. I don't get a lot of time. And it's like, I made time for you and your pencil neck couldn't show up. Like what's going on? run me my money that I spent in (laughs) gas. No, for real, for real. Like I, I just feel like my time, bruh, it's just, it's so different now. Like I, I could just rip through, you know, days of just running, 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 sleep a little bit, run, sleep a little bit, run, take a little nap, run, like just rip and run and rip and run it. And it's like, when I had my oldest, I just, and, and then when I got pregnant with our second, I just realized how quickly, because I think I got pregnant around like right when he was one, we were like, okay, come on, let's go. We ready for another one. I just realized how quickly time had went. Like he turned one. Then we got pregnant with our second. Then we had him in September. And now I have a one year old and a newborn. And then our our uh, youngest, Leovani, just celebrated his second birthday. Braylon will be four in December baby, tell me about time. Like, baby, time is just going. And I just realized as a mom now, I value my time for a few reasons. One, because I realized that when I take time to go and, you know, do my self-care, which is necessary, but When I started to say, okay, I do want to do this content creation. I I really want to really, really hone in on being a content creator. I'm a creator. I'm creative naturally. I really want to monetize this and really take this thing far. I had to understand that every time I press record, every time I sit in front of my MacBook and I edit for you know, uh, uh, you know, an hour or so. And then I do my social media posts and I'm engaging and I'm talking with y'all. That is time I'm taking away from being with my family. And I didn't really realize that, man, it was going to be a tug of war with that time aspect. Like, man, I, I want to pursue this. This is what I really, you know, feel like I'm called to do. I feel like God has given me this, but man, we don't talk about the time aspect of, there's going to be some times where you're going to have to be away, secluded, ducked off. You got to say no to a couple of, you know, a couple of events. You got to say no to, sorry, girls, I can't go out this, what? Like, and I'm so protective of my time now. As I said, one the, the one of the reasons why I'm protective of my time is because I really value family time. The other thing is I value self-time, self self-care. Y'all know I love talking about self-care. I... Used to Before having children, y'all, I used to run myself down caring for other people, run myself down being the shoulder to cry on, run myself down being the dependable friend, baby. That's a whole nother episode, but I'm going to give you a little sneak peek. Sis, you cannot overwork yourself. You cannot. It is in 2022, baby, if you don't do anything else, do not overwork yourself for someone else they will replace you, they will find another. That job that you are working so bent over backwards for where you're not sleeping, you know, you don't spend time with your family, you don't even take care of yourself outside the clock, baby. When I tell you, when you don't meet those metrics, they will replace you, which is why time has taught me to take care of myself. I only get one life, I only get one body. This here is all that I have, this one life that I have. And I am not going to waste it on somebody else's clock. Okay? Hmm. I said something right here. <laughs> the second thing that changed, which t- semi-ties into my time, was my priorities. Y'all, I used to make everybody else a priority. Yeah, my friends were my pr- priority. My family, when they needed something, oh, you know, I don't have, you know, this. Do you mind, you know, cash up me? Oh, I bet. You know, I do got, I happen to have an extra fifty dollars sitting in my account. Bet, boom, go ahead, that's yours. It's all love. Cool. My priorities has completely changed. I put my family before everything. And when I say my family, as hard as it as harsh as it might sound, I'm talking about me, my husband, and our two children. And if we decide to have more and expand, them kids is under that umbrella too. Like once I got married, that became my priority. This family that God has gifted me, this has become my priority. And so often I used to give people that slot that I wasn't even on these people's radar stratosphere when it came to being a priority for them. Ladies, mamas, women, don't make other people priorities that don't even mention, they don't even mention you on their list. You find yourself, I found myself always, you know, uh, texting and checking up on people. You know, I knew that, you know, they were going through a tough time. Hey girl, you know, are you okay? How's everything, man? But you, you don't even check on me little to none. No, my priorities shifted. Like I said, God is first. And then I put my family there. And then I put you know, my content creation, you know, my aspirations. But I try my best to put my family before that because say the economy crashes crazily and, you know, something happens to the internet and, you know, we don't have YouTube, we don't have Spotify, we don't have Apple Podcasts. If I'm so wrapped up in that, that I have no identity outside of that, if something happened to the World Wide Web, baby, I would be under the table crying, which is why I make sure my foundation is stuff that people can't physically take away. Sure, God forbid something can happen to my family, but they are rooted within like, you know, we 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 have they are within my heart. My children, they're in my heart, my husband in my heart. So, it's not too many things outside of the inevitable like like, you know, um death that could really, you know, shake it. So, moms, if your priorities are changing, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, every now and again, you do have to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, listen, um, I watched somebody that said something about making quarterly goals, and that has truly helped me. And I literally just went back because I realized that we're now in the fourth quarter of the year, which is October, November, December. I was still looking at my goals from the previous. And I'm telling you, when you write stuff down, Priority, your priorities, your goals, and you go back and revisit it. Man, you will be so surprised, especially if you know you've been working and you've been grinding towards those goals. Man, like I said last podcast, last episode, the pod surpassed a thousand downloads. That wasn't even on my list, y'all, and and the podcast has already done that. We have seventy six subscribers on YouTube. That wasn't on on my list either. So it's like just going back and re looking at the things that I am making a priority. I do a top five every quarter. And I just started last quarter. And it's, it's really been helpful to write it down because it can, it's a way to hold yourself accountable. And if you have a circle of people that you can trust, that you can share that top five with, do that because they should also be holding you accountable as well. You know, I, I, it was a really bad tug of war at first, you know, in that first year of me being a mom, when I felt like, man, like, bro, I don't have no friends. Like, All the friends that I, so-called friends that I did have, bro, like, where they at? Like, they don't check on me when I went through my postpartum. Nothing. Like, I went through a lot of that alone. I truly did. And I really wasn't talking to, you know, my mom friends about it so that, you know, I I do factor that in. But just, you know, listen, check on people. Check on your friends. Check on people. Because you you just never know what they're going through, you know? and just just try to be try to be there when you can. I don't promote bending over backwards for people. Y'all know that. But just try just try to, you know, if you can make your friend a priority, cool, that's great. But you know, just understand over time priorities do change, unfortunately. Okay? So the third and final thing that changed once I became a mom was my space and my environment. So let me explain. I made a post on Facebook, and I asked moms, um, like, "What what's something that you would want the pod to talk about, the podcast to, you know, cover? And one of my high school uh, friends, Tyler, shout out to her, she put, you know, what about, you know, being overly stimulated, overtouched, you're tapped out for the day, you know, you're done. That for sure changed when I became a mom. Um, I valued my personal bubble a lot more than I did prior to having a child. Because, you know, children, especially my boys, my oldest, he's very touchy. He's very hugs. And I'm just not really like that. So sometimes um, I find myself being a little snappy, like, stop. Like, okay, that's enough. And I'm just like, I try to remind myself, like, my children, I am all they know. My husband is all they all they know. Like, we are technically their very first best friend. So I really be trying, y'all. But it be so Hard. Like, sir, you just asked for a kiss two seconds ago. You want another one? (laughs) What is going on? I blame their Gigi. No, seriously, because when they are with their Gigi, they get 60,000 kisses a day, 45,000 hugs a day, and then they come home and I'm just like, um, sir, (laughs) I've already hugged you today. (laughs) You want another one and another one? And then especially before bedtime, they're like, mama, hug, mama, kiss, go to bed, go to bed, okay? <laughs> but my space and environment changed and it mainly changed because I realized how draining motherhood really can be. And I just want like like, take your time and sit with me through this because I know it could be triggering for moms to say that they are drained and they are depleted from being a mom, but it takes a mom That has been drained and been depleted to understand really what they are saying. We are not saying that we hate our children. We are not saying that we cannot stand our little gremlins. We're just saying being a parent to a little gremlin, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. Like, it's so much energy. Like, literally, y'all, before I recorded this podcast, I was just like, I'm, I'm tapped out for the day. I'm tapped out for the day. Like, once I end this, I'm going to go crochet the rest of my cardigan. Y'all just wait till I post my cardigan because <laughs> it is really nice. Like I w- I'm i already thinking of the self-care things to recharge. And I used to be so ashamed and just critical of myself for saying that my space is my space. But man, it is really my space because baby. I, may, I try my best to be present when I'm playing with them, when I'm take, giving them a bath, when I'm feeding them. But listen, mamas, you need your time, your space, your environment for recharging. Do not allow society, do not allow your friends, your family, your job to make you feel bad because you want to recharge yourself after giving your energy consistently throughout the day. You are showing up for your family. You are showing up for your children. And you decide to watch a couple of shows from your favorite TV show. Congratulations, mama. You do that. There's nothing wrong with that. Society is the one that makes us feel like if we are not 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days about our children, then we are not good moms. I'm here to tell you, that's a lie. You are a great mom. There's nothing wrong with taking a break. There's nothing wrong with self-care. And motherhood has really taught me that if I don't take care of myself, no one else will. I have to take care of me first. You are doing a great job, okay? Yeah, I I really valued this um this prompt uh that someone had said that they would like to hear on the podcast. So I can't remember who said it. Um but shout out to you. Seriously, it was a good it was a good um episode. I enjoyed, you know, talking to y'all about this and just understanding again that changes are going to come. You know, I'm even gonna talk about, you know, how my body changed after um motherhood. I'll talk a little bit about it now. How about that? Um, you know, after our first son, I've mentioned in previous uh episodes how much weight I had gained. I had never been that heavy. And I definitely remember my view of myself definitely changed once I became a mom. I was a lot more conscious of, you know, what I was wearing, especially in that first year of being a mom. I was so self-conscious of my body. I was so self-conscious of my stretch marks, of my extra role, my extra, you know, extra everything. I was definitely really, really self-conscious about that. And if I can give any word of advice to any mother that has just had a baby or that's currently pregnant, and that is one of the things that you are definitely not okay with, you just understand first, you are not alone because I feel you. That is legitly how I feel. I was just like, man, I'm excited for this baby, but man, I do not want this thing coming out of my hoo-ha. <laughs> Because if y'all are anybody like me, like I I need to, I need to see it before I actually go through. Like I, I, I wanted to see everything. So literally the, my first child, the first, not even the first, the whole nine months I'm on Google already knew YouTube already knew what I was trying to search up live birth labor, labor pains. What does labor pains feel like? What does contractions feel like? Like I was looking up every ounce of everything. I wanted to know about the peanut, the medicine ball, how they going to put in the epidural, where they stick you at, what type of I, I mean baby, I wanted to know it all cuz I was trying to get prepared for the worst. <laughs> but it changed, you know, my body for sure changed during, you know, becoming becoming a mom. And I, I guess it's like, I knew that that was a possibility, but I really wasn't um, ready for it. <laughs> so, you know, I just want y'all to be encouraged, you know, about that. It is okay. You got some extra, you know, e- extra roles. You got some, uh, some love handles here. You got something, you know, extra that you didn't have before your baby. That is okay. And I'm so grateful for my husband because he showered love on me because he knew like That was one of my biggest insecurities when I was pregnant, all the weight that I was gaining. And he would be like, girl, you getting thick. Like, Thank you. (laughs) Thanks. Even though I feel like a ham hock, like get it, get into it. (laughs) But how do y'all feel? Y'all feel encouraged? I hope y'all do. Listen, if you're listening on YouTube, I would love, love, love if you become a part of the family. I need a name. How about that? Comment down below, what should the name be for people that listen to the pod? Like, I've heard people, well, I don't want to say it because I don't want y'all to, you know, try to use that idea, but I've heard po- different podcasters call their fans, I don't even know if that's a good word, but their supporters, you know, uh, like certain names. And I am tr- I would really love to come up with one because that would be so nice to call y'all that. That'd be cool, right? That's still current, right? Right. <laughs> But if y'all could leave down in the comments, what would be a good name for the supporters that follow Unlearn and Reborn? I want y'all to be a part of the family. So please like, comment, subscribe, subscribe, okay? I launched this thing and I really got into it in August and we are already at 76 subscribers. Like bruh, imagine a year from now. A thousand. Okay. Like what? Just saying it. Just (laughs) It's going to be. Period. But thank y'all so much for all the love and support. If you would like to donate to the pod, listen, it'll be in the description box. It's in the link tree. It's called Jar of Love. If you donate, it goes towards all the subscriptions that keep the pod going. OK, I promise you, your donation will go to a very, very necessary cause, which is keeping the pod alive. OK, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, I would absolutely, positively indubitably I don't know if that's a word. I don't know if I use it right. But we going with it. I would love if you follow the show and turn your notification bells on. Please do that for me. OK, I love y'all. I love talking to y'all and listen There are some really, really great things that are coming for the pod, okay? I cannot wait. We will be going live during the week soon. And you will actually be able to see me live talking and talking about the many topics, okay? Stay tuned. I will see y'all next week. Love, hugs, kisses, be kind, okay? Peace.